Okay, and we I... got Matt. Yeah. How you doing, Matt? Yeah, sorry, guys. I'm here. You're gonna hey. be sorry. I assume you guys are in the jungle. Nope. We are, nope. in fact, in the jungle. Who told you that? Nope. All the weird shit going on. Matt is not here, so we're going to get started. Kath was going to defer to his uh, his his teammates. His what now? His teammates. His, his teammates. That would be you. Uh, You're a teammate. Am I? But um. Uh, until revealed otherwise, you are a teammate. All right. Um. But yeah, no, I think we were pretty well set on setting forth on the trike. With as many armaments as we can carry. Mm-hmm. Sounds good to me. You can, with the um, the benefit of the trike, you can. So you can carry basically the four of you and whatever sort of armaments you feel like. You can bring a good amount of stuff with you. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All of them, up to it, including the missile launcher. Oh well, certainly including the missile launcher. Yes, there, it's not. It's not every day that you get to, like, blaze through an unpopulated area carrying all the weapons you possibly want. So you're going to carry all the weapons. Subtlety rating does not super apply right now, in case you were wondering. Huh. What? Yeah. All the, the carnivorous moss on the trees might take offense to the weapons that you're carrying. <laughs> They're very sensitive, those mosses. I could just see a, uh, a beast... Pulling us aside is just, wait a second, wait a second. Are you saying you guys work for the Inquisition? No, no, no. Not at all, not us. See, that's that's just not how the way we do things around here. You see, we're very polite creatures here on this venomous death world. <laughs> so are you setting out from Gideon Argentos's shuttle, or are you setting out from the Faceless Traitor's shuttle? Well, from our shuttle that's hidden at the edge of the Faceless like, we're, like, behind a hill, the, aren't we from the Faceless Traitor, and we hit it? But considering the trike is on the gun cutter... The, I mean, the one that would get you started the fastest would be just to leave from where you are now, which is... Yeah. Gideon Argentos' ship. So I'm, I'm guessing that's where you're gonna leave from. Yep. Sounds yeah. good to me. Okay. Yep, so you, um, you set off into the jungle. At this point, I'm gonna do a very quick cutaway to a, a point farther off into the jungle. We see, actually, you have her picture, so you know what she looks like. This is Tabitha Wright, the faceless traitor that you are looking to catch. Uh, she's striding through the jungle, surrounded by armed people. At, at her side, there's a, a heretic, one of the um, tech priests that don't really follow closely with the teachings of the cult mechanicus and are, are viewed as heretics. They're all about that Xenos technology, generally, because they're not so concerned with things like safety and proper quality control and loyalty to the Imperium. <laughs> so, Just gloss over that. Yep, he, he's hanging out there with her. Uh, and this, this particular heretic, a heretic, gives Tabitha Wright a poke on the shoulder. <clears throat> Lady Wright, it's come to my attention that we may have a problem. She turns back to him and says, what, what is it? Gaius, tell me. 
and he says, well, take a look at this. He lifts up a data pad. It's it's a video feed of the Faceless Trade Landers. Yeah. Well, Zarkov, you see yourself. Of course, the characters don't know about this, but the players certainly do. Uh, and so Zarkov is, like, rooting around the Faceless Trade shuttle. And he, um, you, you see yourselves, like, planting the booby traps and that sort of stuff. He says, it seems that somebody has caught wind of our operation and quite likely knows where we're going, if not quite why we're here. Mistress, I know you keep the most sensitive information in other locations, but still, they could pose a problem if they know approximately where we're going, even if they don't know what we're up to. And Tabitha says, well, very well, this can be dealt with. Magnus, grab squads B and C, and set yourself on an intercept coordinate with the location of that Oaf um, Argentos' shuttle. You saw them leave going approximately that direction, and I have a feeling they may be trying to rendezvous with him. Make sure they don't inter interfere with our operations at all. I want this dealt with. So that is, that's all. So then it, then it cuts back to you guys. We gonna have a welcoming party. Okay, so you guys, um, you get into the woods. Woods is a wrong, is not the right word. It's a lush jungle overflowing with life. Very much like the Amazonian rainforests on our world. It's like there's not enough space to hold all the life that's trying to be here. Lots of um, bright flowering uh, plants all over the trees. Even the fungus looks almost like little tropical fish growing out of the side of the trees. Little four-winged birds flip through the trees um, before they're snatched out of the air by big bloated amphibians that watch you with disdain as you uh, motor through the area. They're not familiar enough with humans to be really afraid of hunters now. So they, they just sort of like watch you warily as you go through, but don't do much about your presence. As you're going through then, like a thick sort of fog like flows in in patches uh, that uh, alternately thicken and disperse as you go through like gullies and ridges in the terrain. What are your characters' sort of um, reactions to all this bountiful life around them? Zarkov's probably really out of place. He spent his most of his life growing up on Malfi and uh, being surrounded by humans who hated him. So uh, being in wilderness, surrounded by animals that want to kill him, I don't know. I don't know. He's probably uh, mildly comforted by the fact that he knows their intentions, unlike humans. But uh, probably not at home. Not at home whatsoever. Is Tyrus picking up on any kind of psychic energy or anything from all of this overwhelming wildlife? I mean, you do, like, all living things have, like, some sort of psychic echo in the warp. And so you, you're not picking anything, like, notably bright like a psyker or anything, but you just see, like, overwhelming life all around you. Just so much life energy, more than you've ever seen anywhere in your life, essentially. All right. Well, after that long uh, journey through the void where there was, well, there was psychic energy, but not the kind you really want to be around. Uh, Tyrus is taking a moment to uh, enjoy the uh, little sort of clouds of pinging psychic energy all around him. But he also remains cautious as he appreciates the wonderment of nature or some dumb crap. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Tyrus is a um is a like a voidborn. So are, is he sort of like getting accustomed to life 
on uh, dirt side and like preferring it to his native home among the stars. Ooh, that's a tough one. I feel like Tyrus definitely, you know, he enjoys being out in the void, but he can appreciate things like this. It's possible that being out in the middle of nature is winning him over a little bit. I mean, he's a he might be voidborn, but he's an experienced traveler by this point, so he takes whatever appreciation he can get. Yeah, so essentially we have we have two characters whose origins are wildly different from this place. How about um Martin I think uh, Mar- Martin grew up on a, um, a feral world. Yeah, I'm I'm fairly used to random animals trying to kill me, so I'm just happily taking pictures of uh, all the different animals that I see. Yeah, a lot, there's lots of things that um, you haven't seen before, and a large number of these species like aren't even cataloged in like any of the oh, um, yeah. biology I, I know texts that's, you've read. That's why I'm taking pictures. I know. Getting some wildlife photography in. Totally. Oh, yes. Maybe even capture a few. <laughs> can, uh, maybe you can uh, have uh, Lockheed's finches put into a new Magos biologist book sometime. <laughs> what about Ketho? Oh, Ketho is totally uneasy here. This is like the opposite. He grew up in civilization. He's dealing with people and politics, which he can manage, but... Uh, Animals acting like randomly. Oh, it's terrifying. He <laughs> have my bolt gun at the ready. All right, you travel this way for like a, a, a while. Actually, why don't why don't you guys um whoever's got the best survival skill make me a survival check. I am untrained. I believe I have it. Yeah, I only have one. And I'm I am trained. also untrained. Oh no, guys. I think John is Guys, you're going to a death world and you're untrained in survival. I think I, I, think I have some. Okay. Hey, yeah, we're I'm, always being... I mean, we might always... I know our Inquisitor loves sending us to death worlds, but at least they tend to have cities in them. This is the first time we're really uh, out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. No, I, I remember at least one of you has survival. No, I bought it before we came down here, but if John has better perception... Survival. Yep. I am... Two ranks, so whatever that is. Two ranks is plus ten. Modifier? Uh, yeah. So it's a, a perception plus ten test. And I think your perception is quite good also. Oh my god! Emperor! What did he do? He's two points of off. Really, game? Really? <laughs> oh, no. I'm off to a good start with my first roll. Alright, so how, how many degrees of failure is that? It's one. It's all your fault, John. All right, so you guys, um, a couple hours into your trip, maybe maybe three hours in, come to a uh, like a a particularly steep gully, and you have to um, get off the trike and walk it down. And you all you all get up, uh, get off the uh, bike. The fog is particularly thick here. There's like large, like thick vines hanging down all around you as you you sort of trudge through here fronds of like fern-like plants brush against you as you move you can see baby 10 feet in front of you at best as you walk forward you start to uh you smell something like a really like a very very pleasant scent like euphorically pleasant and i'm going to need everyone to give me a willpower test i'm sorry lads <laughs> all of us willpower yeah just willpower uh, no modifiers. It would be wolf power with a negative, but yep. um, you're 
suits filtration systems compensate for it somewhat. Wow, Zarkov is not off to a good start today. I don't think anybody succeeded. Yeah. This is not going to go uh, well. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. All right. Um. Party wipe! <laughs> Everybody take one point of insanity. Yeah. And y- you all... You all are just, like, completely intoxicated by this scent. Your hands sort of hang down by your sides a little bit, and you just want to just, like, walk forward towards the source of this smell. And you you all, if you could see yourself now, you all have, like, big, stupid, happy grins on your faces as you shuffle towards uh, this thing. And uh, you, you find yourself, like, shuffling into, like, a pool of water, getting up to, like, first, like, ankle deep, then knee deep, then close to waist deep. There's, like, this big, like, flower opens up before you with, like, wonderful, like, blossoms of all, like, the colors of the rainbow. Of, it folds out in front of you. Everybody, make me a second willpower test. And then can I shoot it with a flamer? If you pass. Well, that was slightly better. I mean, still bad, but slightly better. God damn it. I got it. 35 with a target of 50. Yeah. All right. Uh, Zarkov, what's your score? Zarkov, you there? Well, uh, John's not responding right now. No, no, I'm back, I'm back. Sorry, Rolo was throwing up, so I had to get him outside real quick. What do we have to roll? Oh, another willpower? I, another I, willpower. And that, I was like, you're going to roll another, and then he was like, hah, hah, and I was like, oh, God. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh! He failed his. Zarkov failed? Yes, no, I Rolo failed. did. Oh, yeah, Rolo, uh, Rolo uh, failed his survival did. check. I failed Uh-oh. as well, though. Blur. Okay. We're all going to uh, die, boys. All right. <laughs> You, most of you continue sort of shuffling right towards this flower and, like, you, like, want to, like, reach out and, like, pat the flower and, like, stroke the petals and revel in this beautiful scent. And, Tyrus, you sort of, your steps falter for a minute and you're like, what am I doing? This scene is real weird. And you realize, um, this flower actually is not a flower, but the sort of, like, frills around the head of some like, very large lizard creature. Frills that, like, riffle out on the side of, like, an iguana's head. And it's, like, sort of opening its mouth and, like, licking its teeth in anticipation. Tendrils from, like, around this head have, like, snaked across the ground and are, like, well, snaked through the water, rather, and are starting to twine around the legs of your compatriots as they walk towards the center. You see the tendrils, like, snaking towards your legs, but you realize what's happening before they grab onto you. You're free to act now. When Tyrus snaps out of the spell, he just thinks to himself, I knew this was a bad idea. I wish I was back on a spaceship. I hate nature. Um, (laughs) Vortex of doom. No, I'm not going to do that. Um, How far away is this thing? You're 10 meters away. You're very, very close. Uh, actually, Actually, like, 5 meters away. Ooh. I have a flamethrower in my pocket. Can I, like, grab Martin and use him as a flamethrower? I mean, if you want to, like, grab the, uh, the flamethrower out, um, out of his holster and fire, sure, you can do that. Yeah, you don't even need a ballistics check. I'm wondering if I should just attack this thing or if I should try and, like, use my psychic powers on it to try and get it away from us. I, but I'll probably I probably try the ladder first, just in case it freaks out when you set it on fire. <laughs> Let's see. I feel like this thing is so big that if I just attack it, it's just going to piss it off. 
Uh, well, except for maybe a flamethrower, which is why I was asking. Uh, the other option is terrify, potentially, to try and scare it away from us. Uh, for for size-wise, it's like a large rhino size. It's not, like, incalculably huge. It's just a very big animal. Hmm. Davis, you said I don't need a ballistics test on that flamer. Uh, I, I believe that's how it works, yeah. The way flamers work is um, you don't roll to hit with flamers. Uh, instead, the target rolls an agility test to avoid it. And uh, if, if you're not proficient with the flamer, then um, instead no. of, like, like when you do a non, an attack that you're not proficient with, then you get uh, minus 20 to the attack. Uh, if you fire a flamer and you're not proficient, then target gets plus 20 to its agility test uh, to avoid it. Okay, so maybe that's a, not a good idea. Um... I mean, the, the thing in front of you does not look like it has a very high agility score. Yeah, I'd um, flamethrower and fate point. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said you wanted me to use psychic powers on it. <laughs> well, it's your choice what order you want to go in. Um, I mean, uh, fire would definitely destroy the illusion of, like, the pretty flower that all your friends are walking towards. Oh, you know, that's actually a good... Okay, so I'm not proficient with the flamer, but Tyrus decides in the in the heat of the moment, no pun intended, uh, not hey. only would it be a good idea to spew fire at this thing, but it might help to destroy the illusion that this thing has ensnared Tyrus's fellow acolytes with. So he will run up to Martin, grab the flamer out of its holster, and fire at the creature. Set phasers to charbroil. All right. You pull out the hand flamer and squeeze the trigger, and a, a torrent of promethium roars out and uh, blasts right towards this thing. This thing actually rolls um, very, very poorly. They, uh, the fire lances out and uh, envelops its entire head and tendrils and such like in fire. Mm. You can uh, roll the damage on that for me. So 1d10 plus 4, pen 2. Spray and flame 3. Okay, now it's, it's got to roll an agility test or catch fire. Um, it passes the agility tests to avoid catching fire, but um, it's definitely hurt by six, the flame. Six damage. Alright, six damage to it, so you roast uh, you roast it right in the face, and it um, singes it, and there's like little pockets of fire on it that go out. It doesn't like catch. It's enough to make it shriek and retract its little frills and duck backwards a bit. Everyone else, the spell on you is broken. However, you do feel tendrils winding about your feet and like going up your legs and a sudden yank as you are pulled forwards. Uh, make strength checks, everybody. Who's uh, everyone except Tyrus, that is. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> wow, I even rolled worse than you. Hey. Who, what sort of degrees of failure are we looking at here? Absurd. I have two degrees of success, I think. Ah. Uh. Or three. Yeah, John and I. Seven. Yeah. We both got seven. My target was 40, and I rolled a 95. Uh, I mean, oh no. Yeah, and uh, I had 42, and I rolled a 98. So it's like exactly oh the same. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's All still right, absurdly, um... horribly bad. <laughs> Martin, you take three insanity points, and Zarkov, 
you take five insanity points as the horror of your situation hits you and you are dragged helplessly forwards. Are these mundane horrors or are they considered supernatural? Uh, these are mundane, so if you're jaded, it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, yeah, so I haven't, I haven't gotten any. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so it comes, like, tentacle monsters uh, lying in the pools of water. Same shit, different day. <laughs> <laughs> this is just like the trash compactors back on Malfi. Oh, God. <laughs> Th- those ones breathe fire, though. <laughs> I have resistance to fear. Does that help? <laughs> No, it doesn't. Um, if I in the future you are forced to make a fear test, then uh, uh, yeah, that's F E A R, not P H Y R R. Yeah, yeah. Resistance to everything on this planet would be real good. Yeah, especially right now. Yep, the two of you are are hauled off of your feet and splashing in the water are are dragged towards this monster. But Ketho, you um. The tendril starts to wrap around your foot, and you see what's happening, and you reach down and yank it off of you. And this, like, thick, muscly tendril, very much like a snake, is uh, yanked off of you and retracts towards this beast. Uh, Roll initiative, everybody. Mine is ten. (laughs) Wow! Six. Eight. Seven. So that's, um, Ketho, you're first. Uh, the, the... Tendril retracts away from you, or um, sort of rears up in front of you. And you see it has a tiny little eyeball at the end of it. Your friends are both being dragged towards this monster, Zarkov and uh, Martin. All right, let me think. How far are they... Can I see where they're being pulled to? Uh, yeah, it's, it's very close by. You're all within five meters of this thing. Oh, okay. I'm going to quickly turn and aim at the... Uh... Tendril pulling Zarkov. You'll have to um, draw your weapons first. You did not have weapons ready. Oh, jeez, okay. Because you, you were all sort of like walking slack-armed towards the thing. Right, okay. That, and that's a half action, correct? Uh, yeah, half action to pull out a weapon. All right, I'll pull my weapon. I will uh, fire at the thing in front of me. Uh, which weapon? My bolt gun. Yeah, trusty bolt gun. What sort of firing? Like a... Semi-auto burst or single shot? I'll do a semi-auto burst. Bang, bang, bang. All right, roll me your attack roll. And uh, you get plus 20 on the attack roll because it's so big. Yes. All right, how many degrees of success do you have there? Six, is that right, guys? Ooh. If it's six, then all three of your bolt rounds hit. (laughs) Roll that damage. Damn, dude. Yes! Righteous Fury on one of them. 13, 16, and 17. Righteous Fury on the last one. You're my hero. Oh, no, I was shooting the one right in front of me. Sorry. Oh, you son of a... I didn't want to shoot at you with a bolt gun and not have a chance to aim. I wanted a Lando and Han moment. I thought you couldn't see! <laughs> you, um, so, hold on. Were you, shooting, were you shooting the big monster or the tendril? I was shooting the tendril in front of me. Okay. In that case, if you're shooting the tendril, then you, you're... um. Yeah, your uh, your rounds impact home and um, blast it to bloody bits, and it sort of lashes away, and the the parent beast shrieks a bit. Uh, that tentacle is very, very much out of commission. Okay, good. I bought myself some time and some space. Okay, so if you're attacking the um the tendric- tentacle tentacles, then there's no um plus twenty bonus to hit, but the the big dude is plus twenty. 
Oh, okay. With my roll, if my target was even 51, I would have hit it. I rolled a 20. I mean, yeah, you, you hit you hit with like still like two rounds with that, gotcha. which is enough to kill the thing. The little dude. Gotcha. All right. Yeah, sorry I didn't specify. Yeah, the 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 creature's body is like this. It looks like this like a really fat bullfrog sort of body. Like it's it's almost immobile and can like move at like tortoise speed places, but it mostly draws things in with its tentacles. Uh yeah, next one is Tyrus. You're next. You right, still so have the, a flamethrower in your hand. Yeah, so the big guy is still up, right? Yeah. Uh hold on, sorry. Um how much did you do the first time you fired the flamethrower at it? Uh, I believe it was six damage. Okay. It doesn't look like it hurt it very much, but it did make it angry. Alright, I'm gonna but I'm this thing is like right in front of me, right? It is, yeah. Alright, so I'm gonna put the flamer away. I'm going to full charge at it and smack it in the face with my force staff while yelling angrily. All right, yeah, your your force staff is kind of like always in your hand like a walking stick, I guess, so. Out here it is, yeah. Yeah, then yeah, so you, that's still a little much to do all in one turn, so you can like put the flamethrower away and like close into melee with it, because it's like a half action to stow the thing, and then closing in with it is half an action, but you wouldn't have enough time left to attack. Yeah, I was thinking I wanted to actually attack it and also use a psychic power on it because they're both half actions. You could like stow the flamer and to like ready your staff and then use a psychic power. I guess I can't drop the flamer. <laughs> That'd probably be a bad idea. If um, you lose my flamer, I'll hurt you. The the water is like uh up to like mid thigh depth here. All right. The other option is to just attack it again with the flamer and use a psychic power. You certainly could do that. Yeah. And the flames <laughs> won't hurt anyone. That. Yeah, it's it's big enough. You can like point it at a bit where it won't torch your friends. Also, okay. So Tyrus lets out a, a scream and flames this thing a second time. All right, I'll roll agility. Well, it um, as you sort of um raise the flamethrower to fire at it, sort of like pulls its head back and like horks a big glob of some kind of mucusy substance. And it, like, clashes with the flames in midair and kind of stops them before it really, anything effective hits the toad. Your flame attack is nullified. I rolled very well on the agility test to avoid it. Okay. So, uh, so as I'm flaming it, I'm also, I've also been preparing to cast Terrify, which is a half action. And it's under the subtype Concentration, so I can do both at the same time. Mm-hmm. I think I, I probably already asked this, but I'm, it's talking about how if it fails to resist, it must add 10 times the, the Psyker Psy rating. I assume that's the cast Psy rating and not my character Psy rating. Mm-hmm. So I, hold on, um, I know we're, we're not using the fear table for this, but what it, it can do is um, make the thing like cower in fear. So just um, ignore that bit. Wait, sorry, we're not using, or I guess it says shock. Is that a different table? Mm. Yeah, that, that's that's it, the shock table. Because the shock table is weird and can, like, take people out for, like, the entire fight if they roll really badly, and I don't like that very much. So instead, uh, what we're going to do for this power is um, that the, the target will, like, flee in fear for a number of rounds equal to basically the, the degrees of success that you inflict on them capped by the psi rating but then presumably will come running back uh yes 
And I mean, this this thing will not run very far, but it will stop. It won't. It won't be attacking you, essentially. So you you can use this. Um, it's a uh, yeah. The, it'll it'll be capped by the um, psi rating that you use. So higher psi rating means it can be terrified for longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just uh, trying to figure out if, if if I mean yeah, it's just if that's what we're doing. I'm just not sure if that's what I want to do anymore. Mm-hmm. When you say we're not using the shock table, like we're not using the shock table at all. Yeah. So that means you you guys aren't rolling on the shock table. Enemies aren't rolling on the shock table when you terrify them. Um, I, I'm just having different effects based on whatever the creature that's scaring you. Uh, because, I mean, I don't... Some of the things are like your character passes out and goes catatonic for 1d5 hours, which is not a super fun result for just failing a willpower test. Okay. If that's the case, I could also just do uh, a sale or crush... Yeah, actually, so Assail and Crush have both attack and concentration. Does that mean that uh, since I have made an attack, I can't? Yes. I can't use them. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll do. I'll do. Uh, I'll do Terrify. I will not modify my Psy rating at all. So I'm going to be rolling this at f- uh, Psychic rating of five. Mm-hmm. That's a thirty-two. Oh, that's right. Um, so that's thirty-two. Is um, so that's four degrees of success. I'm I'm away from the dice right now, so could someone roll just a, a straight D percent for me? Yeah, I've got it. One hundred. Oh no. Oh no. Come on, guys. <laughs> you scar this poor toad for life. He rolls the worst he possibly could. You had four degrees of success, right? Yeah. It's uh gonna be like not not only does it like start running away, but it actually its tendrils all retract and it starts like shuffling backwards in terror, making this like weird like bleeding noises. It's weird hearing from a frog, but that's definitely the noise it's making. Oh no. Okay. Uh the first enemy that I roll for, like their first roll is a natural one hundred. <laughs> Shouldn't have let me roll. I'm gonna take this opportunity while the thing is running away to hand Martin his hand flinger back. And just say thanks. Okay. <laughs> I ought to get one of those. They're handy when you can't shoot for shit. All right, so um, ha, the hand flamer was handy. Handy, handy. it was. <laughs> well done, well done, nicely done. All right, so um, while this thing is backing away in a panic, you guys can sort of pick yourselves up from the ground. <laughs> what do you guys do next? Well, I'm gonna get out of this swamp first of all. Do we? think it's coming back to attack us or is it like gone i mean it will be coming it's it's moved like maybe a couple meters backwards it, oh no we gotta kill is it. it my turn uh yes can i draw my sniper and shoot it <laughs> <laughs> yeah you sure can well i would like to do that gosh darn it <laughs> i'm guessing i can't aim so i'm just gonna shoot it real good i mean you guys, uh, it, it's sort of backing away in terror, so you actually have the time to just take a full action aim and then shoot it. I filled its mind with images of its tendrils consuming itself. <laughs> What's Zarkov's response to that as he levels his sniper rifle? Z- Zarkov just goes, so glad I'm untouchable. <laughs> so glad I'm untouchable. Yes. All right, make your attack roll. With, um... Plus ten for range and plus thirty for like aim with the accurate bonus. 
and plus 20 because of its size. Yep. Plus 20 because of its size? Yeah. It's very oh big. Oh my god, I think I just murdered the thing. Alright, how many degrees of success do you get? Submit. Okay, so 19 out of 122. Okay. Okay, oh, show god! off. Alright, show off. So, you roll your sniper rifle with an extra 2d10 because of accurate. Yep. So, time to insta-gib this thing. Well, that's 8, and then I gotta still roll 2d10. Hmm. 16, so 24? Three pen. Twenty-four damage. Yeah, twenty-four damage. All right. Yeah, you just sort of level it directly at its head and fire, and its its skull explodes. <laughs> oh, I hope so, because I also have precise killer, well which adds my precision to the uh, the yeah. critical damage. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's it's. I mean, with with that, then it's it's enough to just explode its head. <laughs> Instagram. Oh no! <laughs> just sort of like shuffling away, eyes wide in terror. <laughs> just I, I, execute the poor frog. I, I I look back at Matt and I said, "I put it out of its misery." Oh no! This poor thing, Eric's big scary monster, just executed. <laughs> I blame Tyrus. He made it easy. You could have at least <laughs> let my art play out a little bit longer before murdering it. <laughs> I, I look to the others. Art? <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. I shrug. <laughs> if I wasn't in this hazmat suit, I'd flurry my cape as I turn around and get out of this swamp. So that happened. Oh my gosh. That poor frog. Alright. Frog is very dead. Well. Well, shit. Now, now that Tyrus just one-shot my monster fight, then... Well, that was Ketho. Get... I mean, that was Zar- that was Zarkov, not me. Hey, hey, he wouldn't have done that if um, he wouldn't have time to do a full aim if it wasn't terrified and running away. Exactly. You're the one who allowed me to literally stand there and go, "You gonna die today, boy?" Yep. And John just like <laughs> calmly aim at its forehead for a little while, and then blast it. <laughs> All right. So that's that. <laughs> Alright, so you, you get on out of there. I mean, you could take its face for your Facebook, but there's nothing left. <laughs> no, no, I only take Heritage. Okay. This was not a heretical frog. This was just trying to live its life. <laughs> just trying to live its life being an independent frog in, in this dangerous forest, man. Came out of nowhere, you smelt my flowers, I didn't know nothing. <laughs> this poor... Poor, dude. poor frog. Poor, got wrecked. poor frog. I feel like Zarkov does feel bad for him because uh, you know he, he's he's not necessarily like a hateful person, though he is kind of jaded to it. He's just like you know it, it had to be done, but he's just like yeah, that poor little thingy, poor little frog. Okay. Frog. Yep. You guys walk. Oh, get your get your trike and uh, walk on out of there and continue on your way. And uh, a, a little while after you go, then like a, another similarly large amphibian waddles down with a fishing rod. And the toad says, hey, frog, I've come here to fish. Frog? <laughs> oh, no. Frog? <laughs> the end. Wow. <laughs> and then <laughs> we, go, we go back to the party, biking their way through the woods. At this point, I'd like to make you to make me a navigate surface test to uh, keep on going. Leave the right one. way. Or, no, no, he's navigating. I think it's um, 
Martin, you have the navigate skill, right? I have the operate vehicle. Yeah. Let me see. I know um, Zarkov gets a bonus to navigate surface for being the hive world person. Yeah, I've got plus 10 surface intel. Yeah. And both of you can, well, either one of you can make it. I feel like he'll be better. I'm not trained. So even with okay. my plus 10, it's not the best. Yeah. What's uh, a... 65 out of, from 71, so the pass. All my right. Rolls have not been good. It's it's good enough to pass, so you keep um going the right way. You you go drive for a while, and as you um go go between a few trees with the trike, you come upon a scene of like um this like really grisly sort of animal massacre thing. Just uh, it's some kind of um some large like uh passive looking animal is very dead on the ground in front of you. And uh, as you go, like a couple, um, there's like these scavenging canine looking things that were eating it. And they, they take one look at your thing and bolt away. Uh, but um, it's this uh, animal has sort of been eviscerated and there's organs all over the ground in front of you. Everyone except Zarkov, make me a willpower test at minus 10. Zarkov is jaded and doesn't care. But everyone else <laughs> sees a very shocking scene of carnage in front of them. Zarkov's like, he could have done a better job. I mean, I'd, <laughs> oh, probably, go well. I'd probably still take pictures. <laughs> uh, Alright, what, what, what sort of degrees of failure do we have? Oh boy, just two for me. Three degrees of failure for Tyrus. Alright, just um... Six for me, sorry. Alright, take insanity points equal to however many degrees of failure you have. Oh, uh, what? Tyrus was actually pretty sane. I mean, he was corrupt, but he only had, like, one insanity point this whole game. Mm -hmm. until, <laughs> until now. Yeah, I'm getting a little insane. Hey, um, how many insanity points until something bad happens? Ten. Uh, by increments of ten is when bad things happen. Oh, getting a little close for comfort there. I think we need to discuss the two bad things that have happened to Ketho. We should have uh, some uh -oh. group therapy. Oh, did, uh, no. Did you just, uh, did you just break twenty? Yes. Okay. Well, um, it doesn't look like we did anything for ten. Oh uh, no, we did that. We we took care of that when that happened. That was uh, when you got all like shaken up after um, Felicia Tolbin died. Oh right, right, right. Ketho, I believe you have to make a willpower test at this point with um, I think a minus ten to see if you get any trauma from this. Cool. I want to use a fate point. Okay. So I get plus 10, which evens it out. And then I can reroll if I fail. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, it says um, tra a trauma test is what this is called. Yes. Yep. Roll to six, target of 38. Okay. If the character passes, he manages to cope with his experience without any ill effect. Yep. You cope with your experience without any ill effect. Oh, cool. Yeah. It looks like Guys, we don't get disorders I've, until we uh, reach level 40. I feel yep. worried about this, but I coped with this situation without any effect, it seems. Yes. Yeah, once once you hit 40, you don't get the roll, you just start <laughs> having disorders. Wonderful. Just, mm -hmm. just, just so you know. Um, also, so many times luck can be on your it, side. Is there yes. a way to remove insanity points? Like, can we go to a shrine and be like the Emperor? You can... I think it's like 200 XP per one insanity point that you want to remove. So I mean, you can so one hundred XP per point. Yeah, I think I think it's 
It might be 200 per point, or is it 100 per point? No, it's 100. I'm looking at it. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, you can, if you want. Well, I'm actually the most sane out of the group, despite the fact yes. that I'm collecting faces. Um, uh, so I'm okay. Yeah, I'm good, boys. Good yes. for you. Good for you. All right. I'm sorry, boys. Yeah, uh, so you... You get back on your trike and continue driving uh, for another hour or so. You feel like the sensation of eyes watching you from among the woods, but nothing jumps out at you yet. Ahead of you, you hear like a the sort of like thrumming of feet and a um a big sort of um two legged creature with like um iridescent, elegant fur and antlers and like a, a spiny tail charges through the growth in front of you. And um, leaps over your trike and continues going. And then you hear a giant boom of some kind of high caliber rifle. A bullet goes right through its heart and it sort of mid stride just collapses to the ground. and skids to a halt against a tree. And uh, you, you hear um, footsteps, a small group of people sort of pushing their way through. Um, so I have a gun out at this point. Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm taking my bolt. I, I have my bolts gun out. All right. I guess I have my sniper rifle still ready. Yes. Y'all do you like hide or get off the trike or something. Um, can we hide the trike before they get there? Like in a not obvious spot, or can I at least hop off? I'll, I'll hop off. And- All right. I mean, you you can't really hide the trike, but you can hide yourselves. Well, we'll just hide in locations around the trike, and if they come up to investigate, we can shoot them in the face. Mm-hmm. I like uh, what's what's the stealth modifier? Uh, just roll some stealth checks. Forty-three target six. And Zarkov probably succeeds by a lot. I do not succeed. Ooh. Actually, I'm gonna use a fate point. I'm gonna use my second fate point. <laughs> All right. He got a hundred. Yeah. Uh, you rolled a natural one hundred. Yes. I'm that good. But I'm using a fate point. It would have been really funny if you kept that though. Yes, but I I. I don't trust this place. This is much better. I got a two. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> you become one with the shadows. What do everyone else have? Uh, I, feel... I stand out in the open for a second thinking I'm, I'm hidden. And I realize, no, I'm not four years old. Let me hide behind this tree. I was, I was going to have you like trip and like hit like the ignition on the bike and send it careening away into a tree. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Oh, or have you like trip and have your bolt gun go off, Tyrus? What do you have? Stealth. This is not going to end well. I mean, if, I if you want to hide yourself, has there, people have already failed this, right? Uh, I mean, just no, no one's failed. I don't think. Actually, I can. I could even cast invisibility on myself if I really want to stay hidden. You certainly could. But I think for this, no, I'll I'll just do an analog hide. <laughs> Good, you did worse than me. You're almost as bad as me. Tyrus is caught off guard and is not able to hide successfully. All right, Martin and Tyrus, you both failed. Yeah. All right, just cat. Oh, you can hear him, big noisy kitty. At first, I thought your your mic lagged out and it was just going like. I was like, oh no, that's a purring. <laughs> it's just, that's just a cat. All right, so um, you uh, Tyrus um and Martin, you don't get moving quickly enough to get into a hiding space before the um, fronds of foliage part in front of you and a, uh, a, a man steps out 
you actually there, there's sort of like a fallen tree that this um, animal had like leaped off of to clear you. And he stands triumphantly on top of the log. There's a, a guy, he's like wearing this like gleaming silver suit of carapace armor with like a, it, it's like a, a red velvet and ermine cloak like about his shoulders. Like you see in like pictures of like medieval kings. With like and the little got, spots on it? Yes, exactly. And he's got like a, this a ridiculously large uh, and very ornate hunting rifle. And he sort of strikes a pose with it across his shoulder and like takes the helmet off of his carapace armor and shakes his head out. And he's got like a, a shoulder length mane of curly blonde hair and uh, like a, a face like that they put on like a Imperial Guard recruitment poster. And he just sort of like gives a dazzling smile towards you guys. Uh, and says, Hello there, my name is Gideon Argentos, rogue oh, trader of the Argentos dynasty, and I'm absolutely chuffed to meet you. How are you? Oh my god. <laughs> and uh, as you do this, then like, you, you hear like a, a muffled no from behind him, and someone tackles him to the ground. And there, there's another guy wearing carapace armor, and he just sort of, like, wrestles a new helmet on top of Gideon Argentos's head and pushes it on. And he's like, Gideon, stop taking off your helmet! <laughs> it's a death world! <laughs> Gideon sort of says, like, I know, I know! Stop it! And he uh, muscles his way up, and... um. You can see, like, through the visor of his new helmet, he's uh, still, like, beaming at you, and he offers a hand out to shake. That's amazing. That's amazing. (laughs) Thank you for listening to It's Probably Heresy. You can support the show on the Patreon page for It's Probably Heresy, and our work is also available on a number of other sites and podcast services. If you see anything heretical you can contact the Acolytes through Patreon or by emailing itsprobablyheresy at gmail.com with no apostrophe. Though few may know of your service, the Emperor thanks you for your sacrifice.